0: What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning?
1: Why do you always make me define what you meant? What? That's how I feel. How, 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 how dare you? I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. How dare you? Make war! Go to the How dare you? What
0: do you got for me? But I'm not going to answer the question until you ask it correctly.
1: Welcome to the Reformatory podcast, where we discuss items of theology and life from within the safe containment of our underground bunkers, where we are immune from all things riot and protestation. I'm Dana Corey, I'm pastor in the Kirkland, Washington area at Kings Cross Church.
0: And I'm Josh Loftus, member at Kings Cross Church in the Kirkland, Washington area. Which is just Kirkland. You you literally change that every time. Daniel, <laughs> happy uh, national running day. It's a gotcha. horrible day. This is the worst day yet. It's also National uh, Chocolate Macaroon Day, but that's probably even worse for you. You don't like macaroons. I hate them. Anything, we were just talking anything
1: about this. with that foul
0: with coconut? Item
1: called coconut. Yes, yeah, it's terrible.
0: Yeah, coconuts about you you know what coconuts are? You know like the shaved like like you get shaved coconut like 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 german chocolate cake when it like yeah. it's in there and it looks like little aphids. It's like yeah. it's like cut toenails straight out of the shower. That's what Sprinkled coconut on. is. It's so bad. Sprinkled
1: on top of your yeah. otherwise good pastry. You know
0: how, you know how when you get out of the shower like your toenails are like more pliable than normal? That's what coconut
1: I, is. I, I don't spend a lot of time Consider my toenails post have you summer, never
0: cut your toenails. How long are they right now?
1: I have talons. <laughs> uh, how's hey, your weekend? Hey, what do we do? We have a sponsor. <laughs> this is usually no. where we do a sponsor.
0: No, I don't have a sponsor this week, dude. Like nobody's. De- it's it's. Lit. We've been quarantined for three months. There are no sponsors. Do we the have that beard oil company sponsor? Ali- the old alliances oh. are dead. Sponsoring us? Who now? What about the. What about
1: the beard oil company?
0: No, 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 no. Our sponsor. We didn't do it. We like that was a long time ago.
1: I know. I'm running out of beard product. Can you, <laughs> oh, <laughs> can you can you drum up some more of that?
0: Yeah. all okay. right. If Jer, if renewed man is listening, Jared, we're, running, us, out. we're running out. Dude, we want. I'm you.
1: almost out of iron dram, and okay. I'm really sad about it.
0: Oh, like, that it's is not good. Is hey, dude, you have to put it in order.
1: Well, the right beard now. is is making a comeback and it, it's increasingly yeah, more sh- hungry for oil.
0: You shaved the glory, but it is, it is coming back. It, it is rising okay. out of the flames. I'm so, hoping
1: that it will be the reverse of what happens in the Bible. Remember Solomon's temple was it's Zenith. And then Zerubbabel's was like, eh, not good. I yeah, hope it's the other way around. Like the other way around. The, the, the latter glory will be greater than the former glory. That's right. Hope.
0: Right. Right. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, my father's beard was, what does that guy say no it was it was my my father scourged you with whips like my thigh is thicker than i don't know (laughs) let's move on i'm so tired right now fingers and thighs and beards and i tried to make the correlation and it failed
1: no you were you were like my father's thighs and it got weird (laughs) Uh, speaking of weird uh, yes. Covid makes people weird, dude. I was at my favorite Super Euro food truck today. Oh, dude! Did we did some filming today with Mr. Chan and uh, got a superhero and some like lady in her like late fifties, early sixties was standing outside of her car, and when I walked up, she told me I had beautiful hair. What? Which is hold
0: on, hold on, wait, wait, back up. Was this instigated at all? Like you're just standing I, there in line. Yes. I was and standing she, there. out of the blue, says, hey, you have beautiful hair.
1: You have beautiful hair. I was like, pardon? She goes, you have beautiful hair. It's, it's amazing. Is she blind? <laughs> no,
0: because she stared at me for a long time. <laughs> okay. All
1: right. And then I, try, I did the pull your phone out of your pocket, pretend like yes. you taking an email trip.
0: Try, try to look busy. She stood
1: there. So I ordered. I was the only one standing there waiting for food. She stood there the entire 10 minute time
0: just staring and, at your hair.
1: Yeah. And so I like looked over again, like, is she okay? And she like called out to me again and she's like, Hey, did you get your hair from your mom or your dad? <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> what? She, and she wasn't punking me. She was dead she was serious. Legit,
0: like she was le- like legitimately infatuated with your hair.
1: Yes. I was like, I got wow. my hair from both. I felt like I wanted to find Lysol and like wipe my <laughs> hair <Yeah>. out. <coughs> so then wow. she goes, She goes, it's just magnificent.
0: She goes, What ethnicity are you? <laughs> so what? She, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> she wanted to know what ethnicity I was.
0: What did you tell her?
1: Well, I was like, I think the answer is white. <laughs> but I was like, I, I panicked. So I just said, I'm American. <laughs> and I walked away. And America, <laughs>
0: the and national anthem starts playing, like behind you oh. as you walk slow mo to your car. <laughs> oh, good gracious, that's a man right there. <laughs> I, it was
1: but, funny. You might call it a riot.
0: Uh, yeah, ah, that's funny. That's funny. I do have to say though, you do have magnificent hair. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of riots. Uh, the world is on fire, and I mean that in a literal sense. <laughs> um, we are living in some crazy, crazy times right now. Um, and I think when we were talking about what we wanted to talk about, I think something that's been hitting the church uh, pretty, pretty heavy right now is this uh, this whole thing with George Floyd, um, getting murdered. In uh Minneapolis, I think it was on may twenty fifth right uh, that officer derek chalvin chauvin chalvin, chauvin, however you say his name um, chavez Ch- chavez <laughs> no Ross. i don't think that's chavez. it <laughs> i don't think that's how you say it um yeah, put you know his knee on the back of floyd uh, he asphyxiated and he and he died um, it was a horrible, horrible event uh the man was murdered, it was awful, and the subsequent response from the culture um has been intense uh protests riots destruction of property more murder more killings people being dragged out of their cars and literally beaten to death uh store owners being shot and killed trying to defend their storefronts um the response has just been absolutely crazy, and here we have, in the midst of all of this, the church. And the church's response uh, on both sides of the aisle, <laughs> if you will. Um, I'll just speak for me, Daniel. I don't know if you've been tracking this at all, but I've been pretty discouraged. Um, and I know we're getting we're getting you know serious here in our. In our convo, this is a serious topic that I think needs to be addressed. Um, you obviously have, I think, the, the minority that walks down the middle and is balanced on the, on the issues as they should be and speaking truth and using scripture as their barometer. But I'm seeing so many individuals, uh, pastors, Christians, and churches kind of on one end or the other kind of riding in the ditch of this issue. Um, and it's, it's disheartening, man. I don't know if you've been, have you been on social media at all in the past three days? Yes. Okay. It's not fun right now. Twitter's horrible. I like, well, more horrible than usual.
1: (laughs) I, I think that the last few days, um, were the, not the straw, but the, the boulder that crushed the camel's back. So, uh, I think, uh, I think I'm done with Facebook, man. Really? Um, yeah, we, we, we can actually talk about, so let's maybe let's bump that to the end, but let's talk about, uh, the effect that social media is maybe having on, on the Christian mind. Sure. But, uh, yeah. I've, I've seen the stuff you're talking about. It's crazy. Yeah. I've watched, tried to watch stuff on both sides of the issue where You've got some people like rah, 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 let's go. And the other people who are like, America, guns, freedom. (laughs) right? Um, And then it seems like anything and everything in between. So like what, what sort? you said you, you're seeing responses that are um, very disheartening. Like maybe could you illustrate that? Sure. Like give me, give me an example of like, I saw something like, like don't name names, but. I saw something that was this and I think that that's discouraging for this reason.
0: Sure. Yeah. So I'm seeing, I'll, I'll give, I'll give two, I guess, two, uh, two fronts that I'm seeing that are, that are really disheartening. Uh, on the one end I'm seeing as, as you often see in things like this, people on one end of the ditch or the other, uh, the one side of the ditch is saying, you know, um, all white people are racist and all cops are racist and they all need to be apologizing to black people um, because of years of ingrained racism. Yeah, that's one end. Okay. On the other end, you have people saying that there's no problem at all. It's completely fabricated. And everyone should just go about their business. Um, both of those are problems. <laughs> I have issues with both of those, both of those ditches. Okay. Um, and I think the second, and I think perhaps kind of the main thing that I was hoping to talk about today, is that is causing a very disheartening uh, response from the church in that I am seeing more now than ever division in the church and the church being divided up in regards to what, how you line up politically, how you line up with your skin color, And where you line up on this issue. And I'm seeing a church that is eating itself when in actuality, we should be the ones that are leading the charge in what does the solution for reconciliation look like? Is racism a problem? Yes, it is. Is injustice a problem? Yes, it is. Is police brutality a problem? Yes, it is. Are they as widespread as some people say they are? Like, that's, that's not, we're not, I, I'm not personally interested in talking about that, at least right right here. Um, but the church should be the one that's providing the answer to those questions as to what is the remedy for these things. And I'm seeing a church that is willing and has been willing to allow the society to define where the battle lines are. And we basically respond and react to what our culture says the problem is. When in actuality, I believe we, through scripture, have the answer to what the problem is. And I think our churches and a lot of individuals today are getting distracted from actually addressing the real problems and therefore providing real solutions. I saw this one dude on Twitter who was saying, this is a quote from a pastor. I'm not going to say his name. And there's an expletive in here. Um, So I'm not going to say it. (laughs) But he says, it's time for my black brothers and sisters to get their rear ends out of white churches, even if they are interracial. That was a quote. From a pastor of a church.
1: That, that his black brothers and sisters need to get their A double dollar signs out of churches. Even if they're... into. The, so the, is the church interracial or the marriage?
0: No, 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 no. Church.
1: So even if the church is a congregation that is
0: mixed, mixed... You have to get out. You have to leave. Because of the racism that... Okay. The other say so. That is that that response. One is, in all honesty, so um, (laughs) unpastoral, and it's anti gospel. Okay, and it goes, I think, completely against. What Scripture says, and how Scripture lays out what true reconciliation and unity looks like, um, You know Galatians 3:26 and 28 says, "For in Christ you are all sons of God through faith, for as many of you were as baptized into Christ, have put on Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male. There is no female. For you are all one in Christ. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing a church today that is being distracted as to what is truly going to bring unity in this situation.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I. So remind me, that quote you just read, I don't have it in front of me, but mm. he referenced... Read it again.
0: Um. So, okay. Yeah. So he said, um, I'm paraphrasing because I, I wrote the note down, but, but what, what he said was it is time for my black brothers and sisters to get their rear ends out of white churches, even okay. if it's interracial. Okay. So even that, if your yeah. church, even if your church is an interracial church,
1: which is odd that you then call it a white church. But so a few, a few thoughts early on here. Um, I'll just go and lay out some of my cards on the table and recognize that I'm I'm not the bastion of all truth and that I might view things differently than some. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Vodi Balcom on this one. Um, hmm. I know it doesn't fix things, but um, and people are gonna think that I'm being overly simplistic. But I, I don't. I actually don't like using the word race. Uh, sure. If we think yeah. if we think biblically, there's one race. There's one human race. Mm -hmm. So God made man, and if you are a human made in God's image, you are part of the singular human race. Now, do do we have folks of different languages Mm -hmm. and who have different levels of melanin in their skin? Yes, we do. Yes. But they are still, and so this is where I would want to start arguing towards a Christian worldview there's still a man or woman who is made in God's image and are image bearers. So I, I actually think it's very harmful. Um, it's harmful because it's wrong um, to be using the term race, the way that we're using to speak of the white race or the black race or the mm. brown race. I, I think it is such an unbiblical way. The Bible uses terms like ethne or meaning like, um, like where we get our word ethnicity, where it, yeah. it has to do with some cultures, cultural things, yep. and some, and there are some uh, things like skin color that are involved there. But I don't think it's helpful for us to create these barriers that, that biblically don't exist. Now, I get that doesn't just solve it. Like, oh, it just it doesn't away with the whole problem, right? But um, I actually get really upset when I hear Christians. Say things like black church or white church. Yeah. There is one church. Mm -hmm. She is composed of people of every tribe, nation, and tongue. Those would be different ethnicities, different languages.
0: Right. And so there's
1: there's only one church. And I think that we're adding to the problem when we use the phrase white church, black church, um, black brothers and sisters, that they're brothers and sisters. Now I'm not saying we imagine that all those differences go away, but If it seems like we're giving some serious legitimacy to these illegitimate divisions, that the gospel, according to uh, what you just read from Galatians, has um, again, hopefully, I'm not, I don't want to get to the answer too quick before we fully explore the problem, but the gospel unites into one body, the body of Christ, people, regardless of their. Background, their age, their gender, their Mm -hmm. skin color, their language—all of those are brought into the body of Christ. Now, it doesn't mean there aren't like physical differences between us. Like some people have darker skin, lighter skin. Uh, um, Some people have different cultural backgrounds that influence the way that they think and the way that they approach life. Just like my cultural background influences the way that I do that, but. Um, or think we or, do,
0: or lack of culture in your case. Let's just be clear. Oh, culture runs thick, <laughs> on the real thick. You guys are the 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 bastion of like cultural cultural uh, ineptitude. <laughs> Dude,
1: we're. we're... <laughs> We're we're the we're the modern day Athens, bro.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, sure, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so
1: I, I, I like Vody's approach. I think it's more reflective of Scripture. Um, I get what people are saying when they say those things, but they uh, it honestly does bother me um, because well, I think that it's it's not fair to what Scripture says. No. So as yeah, Christ- and- so Christians, let's use the Bible's terminology, mm-hmm. and I I would even say now again this is. We might disagree on this or there might be nuances that I haven't thought through. Hmm. I think we should actually even use biblical terminology to talk of racism. I don't find the term racism, uh, in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. Uh, What I do find is a sin that is so self-centered and self-seeking that it destroys the person who, um, bears it and it's called pride. Sure. Um, and it, pride gives way to a form of elitism mm-hmm. or a judgment of others that is ungodly. And so I think when we use the term racism, we're using a, 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 a reality that was certainly present in the Bible, but uh, we don't find the word in the Bible. And we, so we, it, we can tend to think as Christians, the solutions to this thing called racism aren't spoken to in the Bible, therefore we need the world's methods to address these issues that are bigger than the Bible. And I'm like, no, the Bible talks about ethnicities. It actually talks about where the ethnicities came from, where different languages and backgrounds and cultures came from Mm -hmm. in Genesis chapter 11. And the Bible addresses the root of all racism, which I, I, I guess I would identify as like arrogance and pride.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I think probably
1: being too simplistic, but
0: no, 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 no. See, see, here's the thing. And, and, and this is why I say that our culture, that the church is allowing our culture to define where the battle lines are is we are taking what the culture says is the problem and walking up and being like, okay, so this is what we have to deal with. But what we need to be doing as a church, we gotta, look, we gotta put our biblical counseling caps on what the world calls racism, which I honestly believe is just, forgetting and refusing to acknowledge that this person is made in the image of the same God you were and you think you're better than them. Yeah. It's pride. That is a manifestation. Just like murder is a manifestation, a consequence of a deeper issue. And what our culture is saying right now is that we need to fix racism. We need to fix police brutality and we need to fix violence and, and injustice. And all those are bad things. I'm not saying those are good but what I'm saying is the church has forgotten that the problem is not racism. The problem is not police brutality. The problem at its root, I'm talking about at its core is not violence or injustice. The problem is a culture and a society and a world that is completely and totally void of a relationship with Jesus Christ it is a so gospelless shit. it is a gospelless world it is a okay. depraved world it is a world without christ mm-hmm. and unless we begin to attack things on that front applying the gospel to our relationships, applying the gospel to how we interact with our brothers and sisters, with whom we may disagree or not disagree, applying the gospel to how we deal with issues as a church, both in our doors and outside of our doors, these issues that we see are not going to change. We're not going to have any actually real remedy for the situation. And all we're going to see is further division like you're talking about, Daniel, when we have in, what is it? First Corinthians 12 verses 25 and 26. God wishes that there be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. And the consequence right now is that we are seeing the church split up by color and by ethnicity. When if we're going to pull the curtain back, go to the root. There are two types of people. Those that are in Christ and those that are out of Christ. Okay. Those that have been saved by Christ and his gospel and those that we are called to give the gospel to. That makes things... So what, sorry, go
1: ahead. What, what, so what would you say to the person who would say, I understand. So let's just say that the Christian who would say, I understand what you're saying, mm-hmm. but the gospel doesn't just magically fix racism because churches are still super divided along racial lines. Again, you know, I don't even like using that word along sure. ethnic lines, sure. but what would you say to that person when they would say, look at the church, the church is just as divided or more so than the world on this issue. Right. Your yep. Your gospel isn't fixing it.
0: Sure. I would say that until churches actually believe that the word of God that they have is authoritative and sufficient to deal with the issues, it's never going to go away. I think we are seeing a consequence of a church that has forgotten how sharp their sword is.
1: You've talked about the Bible. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Just <laughs> wanted to clarify that. <laughs> I think he's trying to keep us out of trouble.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Question mark. I don't know. You're welcome. Um, yeah, no, I would, I would tell them I agree. Like I agree with you. The church is super divided on this. And until people actually begin to believe that, and actually enact that, that our, our orthodoxy infects our orthopraxy, that we actually have to live out what we believe. If we're going to say the Bible is the word of God that has to infect everything that we do and how we make decisions. We can't put anything above the word of God. We can't use our culture or our experiences as the lens by which that we deal with problems. It has to be first and last. What does the Bible say about this? And I, personally believe that we are seeing the consequences right now of a church that has neglected to do that for so many years
1: so how would you say that we i'm sure there would be those who would hear what we're saying and say like okay i don't know who would disagree who would disagree with that but you still have racism even in churches that believe the bible i mean would would you just say well, then, you're not applying the Bible to the way that you live like obviously if you if you are that's really what what James talked about, where he says like showing preference um or discrimination to someone based on whatever factor it is, whether it's they're wealthy or they're poor or they're same color or the, or a different skin color mm-hmm. we we would say that what James is talking about is. Knock it off, Christians! For if if you give preference, or uh, the op- opposite to preference would be um, like discrimination. I guess would be one way to do it. Would sure. talk about it. If you yeah. discriminate or prefer someone based on something about them, whether it is the, what they own or don't own, or their color or their lack of color or whatever it is, then you are in sin. You are not letting your theology of uh, the gospel permeate your thoughts, emotions, and actions. And you need to then be transformed by the renewing of your mind rather than being so conformed to the ways of the world, which which you are. So stop being conformed to the ways of the world, which the world is all about discrimination and preference. Yeah. But be transformed. By the renewing of your mind through the word of god and then treating one another with uh equity mm-hmm. so that is that is that essentially kind of what you're what yeah you're getting
0: at? yeah i would i would take them i would say look until we get to this point i would take them to colossians chapter three i would say until this happens in our churches and we truly begin to live this out we're not going to see real change Colossians chapter three, five, starting in verse five says, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desires, and covetousness, which is idolatry on the account of these, the wrath of God is coming in these you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them away, put away anger and wrath and malice and slander and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing what you have, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices, and you have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. Here, there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian or Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on, then, as God's chosen ones holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against the other, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful let the word of christ dwell in you richly teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with a thankfulness in your hearts to god and whatever you do in word or deed do everything in the name of the lord jesus christ giving thanks to god the father through him we are not doing that as a church corporately and we actually you, 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 you mean
1: largely across our nation.
0: Largely across our nation. Yeah. There are obviously individuals and individual churches out there that I believe are doing this very well.
1: But this yeah, I, I, I think that's what's hard for me because I like I look at um I I look at our church and I'm going, we've got folks from so many different places um from India, Mexico, Beijing, Taiwan, mm. um, Mexico, Canada, even the far reaches of the globe like Tanaska. And, um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, and I guess I'm saying like, I, I'm not seeing these inequities in our church. Like I'm not seeing that we view the people that we worship in the pew next to you not right now because it's social distancing and all that stuff
0: that's right in the car next to us disclaimer disclaimer Uh,
1: sheesh but like i i guess like that's what's hard for me is like people keep talking about you know the church and we're doing this terribly as the church and i'm like well i'm looking at our church i'm not saying our church is perfect we have lots of problems but i genuinely don't see how we're treating The different. I mean, we're we are a multi ethnic community at Kings Cross. Mm -hmm. Um, There are parts of our country where the racial tensions are far more deeply felt and experienced and held. And um, one of one of the really valuable things for me going to seminary was. working with and going to school with folks from some of those regions and they were of different ethnicities yeah. and hearing from them their experience, one of them was their utter blindness to how discriminatory they were raised and just unaware of it. Mm. And then uh, others on how much they had been discriminated against sure. and like those are grievous to me. Um, but I guess like I, I, I don't see us approving of that kind of discrimination like i i don't know maybe maybe it's there no no, i don't think those circles
0: again again i just as i don't buy into the narrative that all cops are racist or all you know i don't i don't believe that are there are there bad ones out there yes yeah there are for sure i don't believe all churches are failing to do this um i think it's very possible that the loudest churches are failing to do this and that's perhaps why we're seeing this in our society, but no, no. It, I think it's foolish to say that all churches across everywhere are struggling with this and are failing in this. That's not that's not true. Um, a large proportion of them are, and I think yeah. I think how this translates practically is that is that when you when you use the gospel as your lens, yeah. When the gospel and the word of God is the barometer for your truth and how you view society. It yeah. puts every single person on the exact same level as you or, or, as, or you know, actually as scripture tells us, it puts them above us. There is no division in the church. There mm-hmm. are no people that are any better than other people because of their race or because of their color. Excuse me. I know you don't like that, that word. Because of their ethnicity.
1: You triggered me for a second.
0: <clears throat> I'm so sorry. Or because of the color of their skin. The gospel yeah. brings unity, and as a culture, the, even those out of Christ, being made in the image of God. Yeah, we are called as Christians to show people the utmost respect, the utmost grace, and the utmost love, and doing that through giving them the gospel.
1: So yes, I agree. So let's get let's get a little more nitty gritty here. Let's to do quote it. This, the theological sage Dante Libre. Um, let's do it so you might have a christian who here's what we just say said and says i i get it but i don't think it's wise man this even thinking that, i'm going like yeah this could get some trouble um i don't think it's wise we're already two, in trouble <laughs> two christian people <clears throat> of a different race uh let's just say a, someone who's black someone who's white sure. to get married
0: yeah sure sure
1: I would say, are they both Christians? If the answer is yes, have they talked with their pastor to see if um, they've conducted themselves in their relationship in a healthy way that this is a, a wise idea, just given who they are? Yes. Mm-hmm. Then for you to say that it's unwise for them to get married because they're a different race or different ethnicities,
0: uh, mm-hmm.
1: that's sinful and contra gospel and you need to repent.
0: Yes. And yes. stop that. Yeah, to yeah, the and,
1: other person who overreacts on the other side, and they would say, We should we we need representations of different ethnicities on our elder board. And so we are promoting men to the office of elder, not because they're qualified, but because they're of a different ethnicity, I would also say, You are acting very foolishly. And, and, and that's preference in a in a overreactionary way that I would say, Whoa. Right don't so what what i'm seeing is like an underreaction where we would say like oh there's no issue here there's no difficulty you know i'd say okay repent because that's sinful i would also and and this is i'm seeing a big movement here in the in the larger broader american evangelical um in kind of what i would say the more woke aspects of our um (laughs) evangelical faith i see an overreaction that is just as flawed Mm-hmm. to 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 see um you know where you're making white students do walk some shame to um to apologize for their their being white um like that's this that's despicable and contra gospel
0: yeah well and
1: it shouldn't happen
0: no no and and like you, not at all <laughs> no 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 and and the problem again like people will say well that's an overs over simplistic view yeah, it is simple. The problem at the root of both of those issues, both of those responses, is that you are using something other than the word of God to make your decisions by and to form your worldview and to form how you should be thinking about things. So the person who thinks, the, you know, like my question to them is why? Why do you think that? Because you're not getting it from the Bible. Yeah. You're getting it from your own opinions <clears throat> and your own interpretation of how you think the world should be. And yes, is it, it is a simple thing, but what I don't think some people understand is that the word of God takes the mud out of the water. It puts the, it makes things, at least in terms of how we should be dealing with this issue, it makes it so much more clear than trying to deal with a spiritual problem with a societal remedy.
1: Yeah, I, I think that much of what we're seeing on both sides of this error is classic romans 12 Mm. the church is being conformed to the ways of the world
0: oh boy yeah
1: we think we think the way the world does we want to apply uh worldly now this will get me in trouble but we're already deep we're applying um fallen um methods that uh, do not fear god Mm. like intersectionality and uh critical race theory to address these things the way the world does rather than saying let's open the scriptures let's search and see what god has said uh difficulties between um you know cultural groups or ethnicities is not foreign to the bible um and we need to walk our way through those now are we totally unaware of some of the difficulties that come with uh, being raised differently and having different ways of thinking no we're very aware of those sure uh Powerfully, I, I I see the fruits of them. Even just um, even just talking with like folks that are very similar to the way we were raised, like folks who were raised in Canada, there's a different perspective, a different way of thinking through things. Um, and that just is compounded with you know, like one of our members was raised in India in a of fashion that was couldn't be more foreign to the way that I was raised. Right. But in the gospel and in the church for tre- tremendous brothers, there's no strife. There's no right. And I guess not boasting. It's literally just saying like and I get maybe they would say like, well that's because you don't have the you know centuries of baggage that come along with what we have here in America. Um, and I would say, okay, you're right. It's not a one to one there. Um, but, but I guess I would just say the church is overreacting and underreacting in some way. Just like, stop it. Like knock it off. Like quit sinning in this way. But th- this gets me back towards, I don't want to, I'll just, in case you want to continue on this road, I'll flag it for a little, a little later, but this is where I think, um, our massive social media consumption is actually majorly hurting the church, but it's hmm. my two cents.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think, I, I think, I think I would agree. I think, uh, I think social media has it has its I think social media is a tool. I don't think it's inherently evil. Um, although If, I, if although by tool have... you
1: mean like a diminutive like <laughs> tool. You're right. Yes.
0: Okay. You are brief. Uh, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> uh, but no, I I completely agree. I think I think the entire vibe and and you know ethos of social media is very clickbaity. It's very much, uh, what are your hot takes on the issue? And you can talk to people and slam people and disrespect people online without ever having to actually interact with them personally. And that just breeds, uh, just pride, which is, I think the root of all evil, all sin is it comes down to pride. You think you're better than the other person. You want something and you're not getting it. It's pride. And social media just breeds that like it just, it, it, it breeds like, like spiders. I was going to say like a post-millennialist rabbit, but that's probably, uh, probably not great. You ended up saying it anyway, somehow. Yeah, I did. Huh? <laughs> Funny. <laughs> look how it look how that happens. Um, but yeah, no. And, and again, because social media does that, like, uh, this is social media. I don't, and again, this is my opinion, my conviction. I don't think social media is the place to confront or deal with these issues. Like, it's just, I've never seen it go effectively. And at the end of it, be like, you know what? That person was one with the gospel on Facebook. I've never seen it
1: happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Um, And and that's
1: right. And that's where I want to redirect us towards like, let's turn our attention and our zeal towards the community of saints that we are in. I'm not saying we ignore all the issues out there, but I'm not going to keyboard warrior this problem away. Um, so like let's worry about primarily the community of faith that we are in, the church you go to, the brothers and sisters you worship next to, and the city that you live in Yeah, and address things there. Because what, what we're doing is we're pumping, um, the issues and the difficulties from all these other places, and pumping them into our minds and into our lives, mm. and, and I think using it as a way to distract us from the other issues that we ourselves face. Um, but you can, so some some will hear this, and they're going to say like, "Well, like you're not answering the real issues." Like, it, so let me let me apply all of what we've just said to some more tangible things. Should we, as a society? Be one hundred percent against police brutality, yes, because yes. of what we believe about the gospel, that human being does not have the right to abuse the, the authority that they're given civilly to harm and hurt another human being that right. is wrong, so we should not endure it. We should vote um, for greater limitations on those um societies but we should also not fall into the trap to say that all cops are evil i some of the best people i've known in the world faithfully serve their communities as police yeah um yep same should we should we want there to be a decrease in um like elitist or or ethnic elitist i'm trying to find a different way than other than racist um but well, racist yes, motivated yes, crimes
0: because of what we yeah. believe in the gospel
1: yes because of what i don't think the world's worldview has a rationale for why racism is bad i think the church does because we believe men and women are made in well, the see, among the uh, see
0: and exactly that's my point is that the the world because they are not grounded in a biblical worldview they honestly have no real reason to say racism is bad. And they don't have anywhere that they can come from or point to other than the word of God to say that racism is bad. Therefore they do not and cannot have the solution.
1: No.
0: Only the word of God has that. Same thing with justice.
1: I don't know how they're defining justice. They don't know how they're defining justice. No, But if we define justice the way that God's law does, um, it would do away with much of the silliness that we're seeing pushed for, which would be like equality of outcome, not equality of opportunity um, and that's I think very problematic for um, for Christians to be living operating and arguing on a for for a version of justice mm-hmm. that isn't rooted in the scriptures in god's
0: law it has to be there
1: then it, It's just everyone does what's right in their own eyes. Just it's just a mob. There's no truth. Devolve into um, total like relativism. Yeah. And um,
0: well, like I mean, we—it's just further moving into the into the postmodern society that we already live in, where all truth is relative. Everyone does what they want to, and you can't come against somebody's truth because it's theirs. Yeah.
1: Right. So essentially what we're, I guess what we're trying to, what we're rambling towards would be um, have a thoroughly biblical gospel based worldview and apply it to every area of your life. And Christians should spend much more time reading their Bibles and studying what God has said than checking Facebook. And and like, honestly, like, you know, I hate social media, but Mm -hmm. We drink from that foul, infected fountain. Ooh, that, mean, that was a good alliteration.
0: I like that.
1: Way too much. Yes, we do. Well, Way and, and it affects, too much. It affects and, our brain. Here's what we do. We, we say, "I'm just trying to be informed."
0: Right. I want to know what's no. going on.
1: No, 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 no. no,
0: no. no here, here's the thing. Like at the end of the day, the gospel is the only thing that's going to bring unity. The gospel is the only thing that's going to bring healing. Do not buy into the world's remedies or the world's talking points as if they have the wisdom to know what the true problem is. The true problem is sin. It's a fallen world that is in desperate need of Jesus Christ and his gospel. And the church Mm -hmm. is the only place where that can be found. Mm -hmm. That's it.
1: And, and it's because of the gospel, that's why we should be mad when we yes. do see, like, uh, what, what happened with George Floyd or what we're seeing with, like, the police officers in Las Vegas who were killed or police officers in uh, the Midwest that were killed during the riots. Yeah. We, we should be outraged because an image bearer of God was killed. That should outrage us. Mm-hmm. And and it doesn't matter what his skin color was.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He was made in God's image or she right. was made in God's image. And that should grieve us and bother us as a people. Especially when we see that there, there are some people that are, are killed in traffic accidents and it's, it's not anyone's fault. It's, it's just, there's some, some death that just happens and there's some death that is, absolutely needless and utterly sinful. We call that murder mm-hmm. uh, or manslaughter. And we should be grieved and seek an end of, that, of those things. But no, no legislation can solve the issue of men's hearts. That being said, I hope our laws come more and more into conformity with God's law. So if there is systemic racism, like laws that favor one ethnicity over another ethnicity we should decry that as sinful and seek for our nation's laws to to reflect god's laws Mm -hmm. and and i don't think those are contrary to each other for us to say it's it's all about the gospel and that should guide the way that i live as a citizen usually it's just like preach the gospel don't worry about you know laws that are unequal you know, oh, well, we should be concerned about that. But then the other side says, oh, it's just about these inequities and the systemic races and all these tools. Like, no, it's about the gospel, too. So I think we can say it's both. Uh, well, I, I would say it's a, gos, a gospel issue, and then let that, the gospel inform every area of our life.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. There's a exactly light to right. that. Yep. That's exactly right. And until, until we do that, uh, the problems won't go away. Uh, they, they honestly won't uh, they're not going to go away with here's the thing, they're not going to go away with, with social programs the problems are not going to go away with cultural remedies it's just not going to happen and, and, I'm, and we, we've been saying the same problems since Cain killed Abel and the answer has been the exact same the entire time turn toward the Lord, repent believe the gospel that is what's and, going to bring yeah. change That's what, that's where our hope is. So don't, don't, don't view your brothers and sisters as part of different classes (laughs) or different, different groups. Like we are all one in Christ treat each other with the exact same respect, the exact same love and grace uh, because we are united by something that is far and above us is the blood of Christ. And that is the tight, that is the, that is the firmest. That's the firmest bond that there is in the universe is the blood of Jesus Christ that ties his people together.
1: That is allow that to influence and change every area of your life.
0: Yes. Yeah. That is unbreakable. Yep. So heavy topic. Um, I think we're just going to probably leave it there Um, and um,
1: yeah. There'll be a new crisis in the world next week, I'm sure.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) I keep looking like in the, you know, I keep looking outside to see what, what chapter revelation we're in now. Um, Dude, isn't
1: it crazy? I thought a few weeks ago, like, man, nothing could depose like how dominant COVID-19 is in the media. I was wrong.
0: Oh, oh, dude. Yeah. I I made a joke. I think it was on Twitter. I'm like, well, little did i know that these left behind kids books would be used as survival material <laughs> like <laughs> reading those oh, suckers on Twitter. <laughs> yeah i know i know i know i try to try to be funny and i often fail but anyone, anyway,
1: anything um do you have anything lighthearted and hilarious to conclude our episode with josh you never let me down on that
0: i never let you down um somebody somebody uh somebody paid for my coffee at starbucks today the car in front of me paid for my coffee and then so they paid for it i was like oh well okay to be fair they paid for my wife's coffee i don't really drink coffee um so they paid for my coffee and I drove off with a free coffee and a cake pop and I was like, wow, that was awesome. And then I started to feel guilty because I didn't pay for the cars behind me. But my logic is this. If I had paid for the car's coffee behind me, that would have completely undone the grace that of the car in front of me because I still would have paid. So I didn't pay for the car in front of me. Therefore, the generosity of the car in front of me was not reneged
1: be honest you saw like a, a band behind you and you're like oh they got a coffee.
0: <laughs> i saw a youth group behind me and i was like nope <laughs> <laughs> i'm not cool. paying for all for all those cake pops But anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Head on over to all of the sociables, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We are on all of them, even though Daniel might not be, at Reformatory Pond. We have a Patreon. We would really appreciate you partnering with us on Patreon. It takes a lot of money to do this, um, and um, I'm footing the bill, um, just to be frank. And um, let's see. Oh, yeah, leave us a like, comment, and review uh, on iTunes. Uh, Getting reviews and five-star ratings really gets this out more uh, to more people and gets us further and further away of being associated with the joe olstein and joyce meyer podcast so we would really appreciate that as well if you are an individual who makes swag and you're looking for an awesome podcast with some already pretty sweet branding look no further look no further we are here <laughs> we'll take hats shirts uh glasses mugs all of it yeah i want to scratch and sniff ref pod sticker All right.
1: Well, on that note, we're getting out of here.
0: I don't know what it would smell like, but goodbye.
1: It smells like ketchup because you licked it. (laughs) Disgusting.